Hello, everybody. So let me ask you a question. What is love in action Chicago, blue chips, forget pairs, and white man can't jump all have in common? Well, I can tell you this. They feature our guest today, Marcus Johnson. And if you're wondering who Marcus Johnson plays, he's really known for his one character in White Man Can't Jump, Raymond. Raymond, that's you. No, 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 this ain't Raymond. Nah, take off that mask and put down that gun. And that's our guest today. I'm Justin Keonan. I'm Ray LeBeau. And welcome to the Basketball Intelligence Podcast. Bro, what are you talking about, man? They made up a term called analytics. Take that for data. Today's guest on our podcast at Basketball Intelligence is Marcus Johnson. Many of you are quite familiar with him, obviously, from his days starting back as a high school superstar at Crenshaw High in Los Angeles, then on to UCLA, where he was National Player of the Year uh, and played on a national championship team. Third round pick of the Bucks in 1977, five-time All-Star, and uh very, very honored to have you as a guest uh, today, Marcus, and also like to extend to you uh, our appreciation for your uh, support of basketball intelligence. Hey, man, thanks a lot, Ray. You know, it's uh, kind of like my lifeblood, as a matter of fact. I, I love the site and uh, just get so much information, and I want to thank you for providing uh, that kind of uh, information at our fingertips for all the analysts and people who just love to, to read about the sport of basketball. I'd like to start to sort of get your reaction to uh, what's been in the news, unfortunately, in the last week or so um, regarding uh, the college basketball recruitment scandal. Uh, can you give us your take on that? You know, I was blown away uh, when I first started uh, getting the bits and pieces of information that uh, came out of it. And not so much because I was oblivious to, to what was going on. You know, you'd have to really have your head in the sand to not see uh, the pressure and the, and the, and the, and, and, and the amount of, uh, you'd have to really have your head in the sand to, 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 to not understand the kind of pressure to win that a lot of these AAU programs are under. I mean, they've got the EYBL televised on uh, ESPN, the Peach, the Peach Jam. They've got the Gauntlet from Adidas streaming live nationally. Uh, same thing with Under Armour. It's just a lot of pressure. So what I would see, I'd see all these great high school talents showing up from team to team, uh, year to year. And you know, you kind of know and suspect that there's something going on, and you got the shoe companies involved sponsoring these AAU teams. But the extent of it, you know, no one was really aware of uh, in, in terms of the general public until some of this information started to uh, trickle out over the last uh, week or so. And uh, it's just unfortunate that a lot of these young college coaches, I mean, Tony Bland is a kid, L.A. kid, Westchester High School, Syracuse, San Diego State, just, just to me, a great guy. Uh, now all of a sudden you kind of get caught up in this stuff, and it may have effectively ended his career along with uh, Evans from Oklahoma State. And, you know, Chuck Persons is an older guy, but still he had his eye uh, on a head coaching job probably within the next two to, two to three years as an associate head coach uh, with Bruce Pearl down at Auburn, and uh, it may have ended his career. So uh, that's the tough part of it, but when you do things that are, are unethical, 
a lot of times they catch up with you. But I also feel it's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, when you look at how these things play out, and I'm talking about the whole Russia scandal, what's going on now, I mean, it's like they, they, they look to, to, to get kind of the mid-level guys first, uh, trying to squeeze them with the hopes that they will uh, turn some evidence on whoever above them has been involved with it. So I just think we're beginning to see the, the tip of the iceberg in terms of scandal and, and then the kind of big-name people that may be involved in this thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it was interesting that the FBI spokesperson said, here's our 800 number. You can call us or we'll call you. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And, but the, the one good thing that may come, come out of it, I think now it, it opens the door for an organization like USA Basketball or somebody to kind of step in and uh, even do more than they're doing already in terms of supervising the, the elite high school athletic scene. I'm talking about the 15, 16, 17-year-olds and, and, and setting up something, setting up a template that, 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 that's more patterned after the European template and, and really focus on skill development and uh, all the things that are necessary to, 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 to develop sound basketball players. If there's been one criticism of AAU basketball, it has been that a lot of times it's just find the best player available little to no practice time, and then throw them out there and let their talent kind of step to the forefront without really teaching them the game. And I think this may open up the door for uh, an organization like USA Basketball or somebody on that level to really start teaching the game and teaching these young players basic uh, fundamentals like they do so well and effectively uh, outside of the States. That would be a wonderful outcome. You know, this has been sort of a sordid affair um, and if the result is something along the lines that you talk about, you know, that would be just a terrific outcome. Can we turn to the NBA now? I'd like to get your uh, take on whichever of the offseason, either free agent moves or trades that you find uh, the most interesting and what you think um, the impact of any or all of them w- would be. Well, of course, you know, I think you start with uh, Kyrie Irvin. And uh, Gordon Hayward going to Boston. I mean, that was uh, uh, that's just a terrific one-two punch. And I think what happens with that is that it, it impacts the Celtics in such a positive way. Uh, Brad Stevens, of course, coached uh, Gordon in uh, college at Butler. And if it weren't for that miss at the buzzer against Duke, they may be national champions. But so to have him reunited. But I didn't like Gordon down there as the number one option, even though I feel like. He could be a suitable to adequate number one option. I think Kyrie Irving now takes a lot of the pressure off of him. I think with uh, with Al Horford and his ability to move the basketball, to pass the basketball, one of the best in the game in terms of bigs with that, I think Boston has really set themselves up as a, a, a serious, serious challenger to the Cavs coming out of the Eastern Conference. And, uh, you know, we saw what Kyrie Irving can do. We saw what he did with LeBron James. He was the pressure relief. For LeBron James, he was the one taking the big uh, clutch jumpers down the stretch in, in all the tight playoff games in the finals and in the series before that. So uh, that's a great move on on their part. Um, the other move that I like is uh, what Minnesota's doing. Uh, Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota, I think it's going to really turn uh, this team around. Uh, they've already got the great young talent in Carl Anthony Towns and, and, and Wiggins uh, on the wing. Uh, great bench guy, Shabazz Muhammad, just in terms of, of, of pure scoring potential. But you bring in a butler, you bring in Teague. Now, all of a sudden, the, the dynamic shifts just enough to make this a time 
Thibodeau type of a basketball team, really tough-minded defensive team that has the ability to put a lot of points on the board. They could be a team that uh, could really uh, surprise a lot of people. I'm not so surprised. I think with the, with the additions they have, people are expecting them to be successful. There was a lot of expectations last year they didn't live up to, but I, I love that move because it gives them toughness, gives them scoring, gives them great defense, all the things that Thibs loves to have on his roster. Now he has. So the onus is on him to put it together and uh, make them produce the way that the fans in Minnesota expect them to produce. Uh, Houston is an interesting story also. Uh, Chris Paul down there with James Harden. I mean, we had the James Harden point guard experiment last year that led to him averaging, what, 11 assists a game or so and just really embracing that role. Now you put a put a true bona fide point guard down there with him, he can get back into his role of being more of a scorer than facilitator, even though he still maintained a, a great scoring average last season. But I think that the two of them together will also make this uh, a, a, an improved basketball team, but improved enough to challenge Golden State. Eh, even uh, As long as Kevin Durant is around and, 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 and showing the propensity to dominate games from all over the floor like he did last season during the playoffs and especially in the finals, I still think it's Golden State's uh, uh, title to lose this year, especially coming out of the West. But, but I like the moves. I like the moves. You've been watching the Clippers. You know, Jerry West is now involved in their decision-making process. It's still a, a work in progress with the Clippers. I, I just don't see them taking a, a major leap right now, but it's still early. Uh, Patrick Beverly is, is a good all-around kind of yeoman's guy, but, but Chris Paul is a special talent at the lose. They have to kind of be the guy, and uh, whether or not he embraces that role kind of remains to be seen. Uh, Oklahoma City, love what they're doing. Uh, Sam Presti trying to really show Paul George, especially, and then to a more minor degree, lesser degree, uh, Carmelo Anthony, that they are serious about uh, making commitments to their guys, 200-plus million for Russell Westbrook. I think this kind of blew everybody away, but if there's one guy that deserves that kind of money based on what he did with the triple-double S, it's Russell Westbrook. And, you know, initially I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, there's not going to be enough balls to go around. How is this, is this trio going to mesh? But when you look at it, I mean, Carmel still with the ability to get his own shot off. And then Paul George, we all kind of, not we all, let me say everybody out west, uh, looking at Paul George maybe becoming a Laker after this season. But, you know, if this thing works out in Oklahoma City the way it has the possibility to work out, you know, who knows? He may cast his lot with Russell Westbrook. I doubt it. But, but you know, I think it, it, it would take a phenomenal season, a, 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 a Western Conference championship-type season. But, again, with Golden State standing in the way, along with an improved Houston team, that's going to be tough. So those are some of the moves that, uh, for me, that just really stand out. I, I love the activity during the offseason. Everybody's kind of rolling the dice, shaking things up. And realizing that you can't stand Pat, you got to make some moves in order to to compete with the big boys. And it, it doesn't help when you got a Golden State, already the best team in the universe, coming off a of 72 wins one year, then add, adding maybe the second best player in the league in Kevin Durant. They've really put the pressure on all the other basketball teams in this league to try and keep pace. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of. You know, I think that's a terrific uh, analysis of the various moves about Carmelo. Uh, my sense is that. When he's the the man, he's a ball stopper. Um, but that when he is joining players um, such as he is in Oklahoma City, I think that's by far the best team that he could fit on. And he's not going to be in that role that 
um, you know, we came to maybe not so be so crazy about as a ball stopper. Well, look, and it had to be frustrating for him uh, to be on a team that's not making the playoffs, to hear the criticisms from, from Phil Jackson and the New York media uh, about his deficiencies as a player. And I agree. I mean, to be able to come into a situation where now you are basically the third option, you're that guy that's catching it uh, out of double teams or catching it with the shot clock winding down, and now you got an opportunity to showcase, I think, what is your best skill, and that's your ability, your ability to get off a good shot with minimal dribbles. I'm talking one, two, maybe three dribbles at the most, but just to operate in a small compartment the way he does, that's the perfect situation for him. It's almost like the Olympic Carmelo, who does a, did a great job uh, in his gold medal years on the Olympic team, just being that guy uh, when the ball's in his hand, shot clock winding down, you need a one-on-one move to get a shot off, he's your guy. And I think his ego at this point in his career also uh, won't be as much of a problem because it's a fresh start for him in Oklahoma City. All the pressure's not on him. He's got some young legs he can ride with with Westbrook and Paul George and some of these other players. you got got Andre uh, Roberson, who's just a great defensive wing, that takes that pressure off of him. Now he can concentrate on the power forward and, and you know, D-ing them up and doing what he has to do to keep them in check, but also exploiting his quickness and outside shooting ability and his one-on-one abilities, even at 33 years old, based on what I've watched uh, over this past season last year and the summer, are still uh, some of the best skills in the league. I, I totally agree, and I think it's a great fit for him. When we introduced you, I neglected to uh, say, and I've just been reminded by this great analysis you've been doing, that, of course, you're now uh, one of the color analysts for the Bucks. And thanks to NBA League Pass, we get to get the advantage of hearing your analysis on a pretty regular basis. And I guess I would just sum it up by saying every other team fans in the league should be jealous of the fact that they don't have you as, as the analyst for their games because you're right at the very, very top. That said, um, I'd like to kind of move on to your uh, discuss the Bucks with you. I know they were a little bit disappointing last year, but boy, did they have some great pieces. You know, one of the things I think obviously that hurt them last year was that at the time that Middleton came back is when Parker got hurt. But let's start with Giannis. I mean, one of the things that I've said about him for some time now is I very, very few players that I can remember where I would say, I can't even think of what an upside would be. <laughs> Does he even have one? Um, you know, is there a really, is there a ceiling? Is there a limit for the guy? Well, I mean, he still has to gain confidence in his outside shot. Now, now he's coming off of a really emotional time period for him. His his father, Charles, just passed away a few days ago from a heart attack uh, in Milwaukee. And so condolences to to Giannis and his family. The father was just in his mid-50s, I think 54 years old or so. And so, you know, how much that impacts a player kind of remains to be seen emotionally just where his mind will be, especially at the start of the season. I think eventually he will be okay, but where is he going to be in terms of dealing with those emotions early on? We'll see. Uh, He's a close-knit family, moved them all to Milwaukee. They come to every game. Uh, Parents are just so proud of, uh, obviously proud of him and his his brothers in terms of what they've been able to accomplish as basketball players and, and young men. Giannis is one of the finest young men in terms of work ethic and respect and diligence. It's a funny story, uh, last season, but the year before, around uh, New Year's Eve, just after New Year's Eve, around New Year's Day, I think we were in Minnesota, 
And uh, he came up to me and told me that he watched some of my old tapes. And he was like, you, you get buckets old school. I'm going to get buckets like you old school. That's cool. I'm going to get buckets like you. You get the buckets. You know, so we always joke about that. And, and, and he finished up that season uh, from the All-Star break on, almost averaging a triple-double. That carried over into his All-Star, All-Pro performance uh, last season. So, uh, you know, he is just a great guy to be around. He, he keeps a notebook and, and, and charts uh, kind of where he is in terms of his progress during the course of the season, things to work on. And uh, he left it on the uh, he left it on the bench warming up before a game one game. And I just happened to be sitting down uh, right where he laid that notebook down. So I so said, let me sneak a peek in there. And uh, it was all in Greece. Y'all in Greece. It was all, you know, it was all- it was all Greek to me, you know. <laughs> I couldn't understand a word, a word that was written, but it was just kind of funny. I'm trying to try to catch a peek of what some of his inner thoughts, but uh, it was all Greek to me. But well, but but he uh, he is a guy that once he develops the confidence in his outside shooting at the, at the three point line, and he improved on that area last year. But he also passed up a lot of shots. And and let's face it, I mean, if you got to play Giannis with his ability to get to the rim and and his stride his ability to, to spin off a contact, uh, the, the hands, the balance, the, the high hips, all the, the physical attributes that he possesses that makes him just an incredible basketball player. If you got, you got to guard him like you guarded Dr. J, like I guarded Dr. J back in the day, and I was giving him a four or five-foot cushion and just hoped that that jump shot was, uh, was missing in action. It was someplace on a milk carton that day. And Giannis, <laughs> you got to take, Giannis, you got to take the same approach. So once he gets confidence. He can shoot it. He's got great, great form, great rotation, all the, all the, all the aspects and elements of a great shooter. There, Sean Sweeney, uh, one of our assistant coaches in Milwaukee, works diligently with him on a daily basis during the offseason. He flies over to Greece and they spend time together. They'll meet when he's on vacation in other, other areas of the world and uh, get in a couple of workouts or a week of workouts together. And so he puts in the work, but once he gets that confidence, and now you'll see a player who uh, just can't be stopped. There's nothing that you will be able to be able to do uh, once he gets the confidence in his jump shot. And look, he's what, 20, what is he, 23, 22, 23 years old. Uh, he's so young and so young and so good already that I know it's going to happen for him. And uh, he is the guy that makes uh, the Bucks go, and especially uh, at the defensive end. And we forget the, just uh, how great of a defensive player, especially uh, weak side shot blocking and, and all the things you need at the rim to make teams shoot a lower field goal percentage. So uh, that's an element that uh, I look forward to watching him uh, really expand upon once the season starts. Totally agree. Once he gets the confidence in that shot, there's, I, I don't know how you define a ceiling for him. There, there, there were two players for me like that, um, him and Joel Embiid. It's like, where's, how do you, how do you say what their ceiling is? They don't have one. Um, yeah. So anyway, those are my, those are my two. Um, well, then it's similar the similarities too with them. Also, I mean, I mean, Embiid is now he's probably seven three. I mean, I'm watching a, a looking at a, a, a photograph I took of he and uh, Nerlis Noel standing side by side last season, and I swear to God, Embiid had him by about two or three inches. So he's he's at least seven two, and to be able to move and shoot and handle the basketball the way he does, Giannis fits into that same category. Not quite as tall, obviously, at about six eleven, almost seven feet. Probably closer to seven feet right now, but in terms of just the mobility and the and 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 to be able to just get out there and just ball, just 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 play yep. the game, just just ball, you know. These Those guys are the- ball, and even though they're not from the state, didn't grow up on the playground, they kind of got that that little bit of a play playground kind of attitude in terms of always keeping the defense 
the defender on the defensive. And that's the one thing I always say that, that, that makes a good offensive player. Every time you catch it, you're a threat to, to burn that guy playing defense. And that just wears on you as a defensive player. Some great guys I had to guard, Bernard King, uh, Dr. J. Larry Bird, uh, Dominique Wilkins, they all did the same thing, James Worthy. Every time they caught the basketball, they made themselves a threat to score on you. And it just, I mean, you don't, you don't understand how nerve-wracking as a defensive player that can be, especially when they've got the talent that those guys have. And Giannis is right there with them. Hasn't quite gotten to that level yet, but he's, but he's headed in that same trajectory. So last season, it was Middleton in, Parker out. What's scoring in five to six rebounds, which is not really one of the, the areas of strength in this game right now. I think it'll be a success. So we'll just have to wait and see with him. So but this got is... some, other guys, some other guys, Malcolm Brown's really good. He spent his whole summer in Washington, D.C., working out with his personal trainer. Didn't play a lot of on-court basketball. He's relying on training camp to help him regain his sharpness. He looks good. And I tell you, you got to watch out for it. And, and if people are going to maybe hear me say this and, 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 and raise an eyebrow, but Rashad Bond, you know, he's entering into, what, his third year right now, 21 years old, came into the league at 18. He's changed his diet around. He's got a nutritionist and cut out the sugars and all the all the McDonald's, all the McGriddles and all the all, all, all the breakfast burritos and all that stuff. And his body looks great. And more importantly, there's some carryover from what happened to him this summer. He had an outstanding summer league in Vegas, shot the ball extremely well. I thought the coaches did a, did a masterful thing with him. They made him run point guard certain stretches of basketball games where he had to handle, initiate, and create. And now all of a sudden he got back into that, that kind of high school Minneapolis swagger that he had, the UNLV swagger that he had for just 16 or 17 games before he got injured his freshman year. But he's starting to get that confidence back, shooting the basketball. Looks really good. His defense last year was really, really solid. And he didn't get enough credit for that. And now his offense is starting to catch up a little bit. So he could be a guy that surprises people in terms of his contributions coming off the bench for this team. So thanks so much for all that wonderful insight into the Bucks, and I agree with you. They're they're really primed to make a significant move. When you and I were discussing um, this podcast earlier, pr- prior to the podcast, you mentioned something quite interesting that you wanted to talk about, and that is dreams of retired players. Can you fill us in on that? Yeah, man. Look, you know, when you get older, like myself, the game never really leaves your system, your psyche, your subconscious. I mean, you're always, for me, thinking about the game. And, and I'll have dreams. I'll have recurring dreams. And, and, and my wife gets a, a kick out of this because a lot of times it's a dream about uh, being at a, at, a, at a major arena, big game, playoff game, and I got these old, worn-out shoes that I have to wear. And, and these old, just, 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 or I can't find my shoes. It's always about the shoes. I just can't find the shoes that I want. I got Nelly, my coach, MJ, it's time to get out there. And I, okay, coach, one minute. I'm looking for my shoes. I can't find a, just, a, just a good pair of shoes. That, that's one recurring dream. But what, one I had recently, uh, I was, I was uh, with a group of Milwaukee Bucks, old guys, Junior Bridgman, Sidney Moncrief, Mickey Johnson, myself. We were at the Mecca, the arena we used to play at in Milwaukee where they're going to have a game against the Boston Celtics early in the season this year. And so we were going to play in that game, but before we played, we had, we had to prove ourselves by going through this rigorous training regimen. And the, the guy that was in front of me was, and this was a real person, this kid named Gordy that played with my son in AAU, a little, little Dennis the Menace, freckly face, redhead, white kid, 
hustler, you know, marginally talented, but but just a great kid, great hustler. But he's in front of me, and he's excelling at all these kind of new age type drills. Like he's got to take a bean bag and hit a TV screen and hit the villain instead of the diplomat. And then when I go up behind him, I mess it up and I hit. I hit the diplomat, and so the guy that's conducting the drills is, is our trainer in Milwaukee. Our our, 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 our the guy that's conducting the drills is, is Dr. Troy Flanagan, who uh, is in charge of, of of Milwaukee in terms of uh, training and and personal. Let me say it again. The guy that was conducting the drills was a guy that works for the Bucks named Troy Flanagan. He's from Australia. So he's running the drills. And Dr. Troy was on my case about I had to I had to keep up with Gordy and Marcus. You know, you you go, you go to be able to match Gordy's efforts in this. And I just got so I got so frustrated. I was like, I'm like, listen, Doc, I'm a five-time all-star, and I got to do what Gordy does. I match <laughs> Gordy. Are you telling me I got, I'm not as good as Gordy? Well, Gordy's excelling in all the. I said, yeah, but Gordy can't dunk, and Gordy can't take Dr. J, and Gordy can't guard Larry Bird. But still, yeah, Gordy's surpassed you in all the measurements that we use to determine who's the better player. And I'm just, I'm just so, so maybe it's some kind of, uh, you know, psychological subconscious thing with analytics compared to, to the eye test. I don't know what it is, but that dream just really bothered me that that Gordy was, 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 was just kicking my butt in every single kind of skills competition, even though I was a better player. So, you know, when you get older, man, those, those are the kinds of things that, 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 that plague you. I, I woke up, uh, that morning, told my wife she just got such a such a kick out of it because she knows this kid Gordy. He and my son played together, and uh, she's just like, you know, you could beat Gordy. I was like, nah, Gordy, Gordy had me, had me on all the all the skills competitions, but I was still the better basketball player. Marcus, thanks so much. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And again, thanks so much for being a supporter of basketball intelligence. Um, this was oh, awesome. Yeah, this was absolutely great, and I look forward to seeing you next time you're in Sacramento. Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Just a quick note. Music is from Els Michaels Affair and Caravan. Don't forget to check out our blog, Basketball Intelligence, at basketballintelligence.net. And when you're there, please subscribe to our newsletter. I'm Justin Keonan. I'm Ray LeBeau. This is Basketball Intelligence. Thanks so much for listening. 